Blog Talk Radio. His friends were the foreign students, the uh, structural feminists, uh, the Marxists, and, and that's pretty much the group of people I, I saw at that, that uh, pre-graduation party. Who cares about what a poor black man has to face every day in a country and a culture controlled by rich white people? My name is Barack Obama. Jesus was a poor black man who lived in a country and who lived in a culture that was controlled by rich white people. Shandu was throwing the money around. Obama was dressed in the nicest, slickest clothes. I, when I first met Obama and Shandu, I swear to you, I thought they were both gay and I thought they were both wealthy. Barack knows what it means to be a black man living in a country and a culture that is controlled by rich white people. Don't you get a kick out of people describing Barack Obama as elitist? Is it you are elitist? Tell me who you walk with and I will tell you who you are. What's interesting to me in retrospect is I don't I don't even have more than a handful of African American kids at that house. That was another myth of the Obama presidency is, is the young Obama I knew didn't have particularly deep roots in the African American community. Sheriff Joe Arpaio says he suspects President Obama's birth certificate is a fake. We believe probable cause exists indicating that forgery and fraud may have been committed. We're not going to be able to solve our problems if we get distracted by sideshows and carnival markers. Speaking of sideshows, distractions, and carnival markers, settle in. The Situation Report with Doc Jones starts right now. Why are gas prices going higher and higher? Ask George Bush's best friend, Big Oil. Big Oil Oil kept U.S. oil reserves in Anwar off limits by paying off the caribou lobby. And who conspired to keep new refineries from being built in the U.S.? Big Oil. And why is Ted Kennedy opposing windmills in Nantucket Sound? Big oil. And who, in 1979, along with the cardigan sweater cartel, made sure that Iran would always be run by unstable lunatics? Big oil. Big oil did all this to make unbelievable profits of nine cents per gallon. So get angry at George Bush and big oil and ignore anything the Democrats have ever done to get us in this mess. Paid for by George Soros and other futures trading friends of Hillary Rodham Clinton. People come to Internet Radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized, homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with Internet Talk Radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not just daddy's talk radio. And it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet Talk Radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet Talk Radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. We are America United. 
is a network of patriotic radio hosts bringing you honest discussion and discourse that will keep you riveted all day. Check out radio.waaumedia.com. Excellence in Broadcasting presents Liberals of Genius. Liberals of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. President of the United States. Mr. President of the United States. You single-handedly managed to choke all the life out of the world's greatest economy in record time. 10% unemployment. No one else could have apologized more, spent more, or built a rat maze healthcare system from hell that only the IRS could love. What were you thinking? Thanks to you, FDR will be known as a conservative, Carter will look presidential, and Joseph Stalin won't seem like such a bad guy. Joe was misunderstood. So crack open a good book, sit on your butt, and help your buddies with a snowball's chance in November. Mr. President, the one we weren't waiting for. If I wanted America to fail, to follow, not lead, to suffer, not prosper, to despair, not dream, I'd start with energy. I'd cut off America's supply of cheap, abundant energy. I couldn't take it by force. So I'd make Americans feel guilty about using the energy that heats their homes, fuels their cars, runs their businesses, and powers their economy. I'd make cheap energy expensive, so that expensive energy would seem cheap. I would empower unelected bureaucrats to all but outlaw America's most abundant sources of energy. After banning its use in America, I'd make it illegal for American companies to ship it overseas. If I wanted America to fail, I'd use their schools to teach one generation of Americans that their factories and their cars will cause a new ice age. And I'd muster a straight face so I could teach the next generation that they're causing global warming. When it's cold out, I call it climate change instead. I'd imply that America's cities and factories could run on wind power and wishes. I'd teach children how to ignore the hypocrisy of condemning logging, mining, and farming while having roofs over their heads, heat in their homes, and food on their tables. I would never teach children that the free market is the only force in human history to uplift the poor, establish the middle class, and create lasting prosperity. Instead, I demonize prosperity itself so that they will not miss what they will never have. If I wanted America to fail, I would create countless new regulations and seldom cancel old ones. They would be so complicated that only bureaucrats, lawyers, and lobbyists could understand them. That way, small businesses with big ideas wouldn't stand a chance. And I would never have to worry about another Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, or Steve Jobs. I would ridicule as flat earthers those who urge them to lower energy costs by increasing supply. And when the evangelists of common sense try to remind people about the laws of supply and demand, I'd enlist the sympathetic media to drown them out. If I wanted America to fail, I would empower unaccountable bureaucracy seated in a distant capital to bully Americans out of their dreams and their property rights. 
I'd send federal agents to raid guitar factories for using the wrong kind of wood. I'd force homeowners to tear down their own homes built on their own land. I'd make it almost impossible for farmers to farm, miners to mine, loggers to log, and builders to build. Because I don't believe in free markets, I'd invent false ones. I'd devise fictitious products like carbon credits and trade them in imaginary markets. I'd convince people that this would create jobs and be good for the economy. If I wanted America to fail, for every concern I'd invent a crisis, and for every crisis I'd invent a cause, like shutting down entire industries and killing tens of thousands of jobs in the name of saving spotted owls. And when everyone learned the stunning irony that the owls were victims of their larger cousins and not people, it would already be decades too late. If I wanted America to fail, I'd make it easier to stop commerce than to start it, easier to kill jobs than create them, more fashionable to resent success than to seek it. When industries seek to create jobs, I'd file lawsuits to stop them, and then I'd make taxpayers pay for my lawyers. If I wanted America to fail, I would transform the environmental agenda from a document of conservation to an economic suicide pact. I would concede entire industries to our economic rivals by imposing regulations that cost trillions. I would celebrate those who preach environmental austerity in public while indulging a lavish lifestyle in private. I convince Americans that Europe has it right and that America has it wrong. If I wanted America to fail, I would prey on the goodness and the decency of ordinary Americans. I would only need to convince that all of this is for the greater good. If I wanted America to fail, I, I suppose I wouldn't change a thing. Wow, that's eerie, haunting. It reminds me of a song in the year 2525. Anybody remember that song? Well, good evening, folks. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, and you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Let's get our usual business out of the way. Today's date, May 1st. Wow, time is flying. May 1st, uh, 2012, planet Earth. Oh, wait, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, broadcasting from my palatial villa in beautiful Old Town Alexandria. Wow, it is pretty out. The tourists are out. Some of the folks from the neighborhood are out. And they are chowing down on the, the street side cafes. The restaurants are putting the, have put the tables out. The rich, 1%, those white folks, and a whole lot of black folks, and some Spaniards, and some Chinaman and a whole bunch of folks are out eating, living large. I walk by uh, after stopping over at Starbucks uh, and uh, I saw steak, I saw lobster, I saw seafood pasta. Meanwhile, I saw little little dogs and you could probably hear one in the background right now. The folks are sitting and they've got they've got these heaping plates of food, some of the best food money can buy. Right out on King Street, I'm over here on Prince Street, which is the next street over. Right over on King Street, these succulent, delicious plates of food. 
And those damn dogs are just kind of sitting there, just chilling. They're not even trying to get to their uh, their owner's chow. No, nothing like that. <laughs> Where the hell do they get these well-mannered dogs? I don't think I'd be able to... My, I don't think my dog would even go that way. My dog would... Uh, would be, uh, you know, trying to get to my food. It would be horrible. Well, tonight's topics are uh, an article from the Mer- from the American Thinker, of course. Obama wins close or loses big by Robert Smith. We're going to talk about that. Do you believe that uh, whether or not Barack Obama, uh, whether or not Barack Obama will either win big? Uh, Win close or lose big. As clearly, uh, this this week's events have uh, suggested that uh, President Obama is um, making a lot of stupid mistakes. And of course, I love it. And uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. We'll talk about it in just a minute. My main man, Ted Kaczynski, is back in the news. He's up to some shenanigans over at Supermax in Colorado. So we're going to play a nice, cool Ted Kaczynski song, uh, Ted Kaczynski parody. And then we'll be right back and we'll get on to the topics at hand. Today's date, yeah, May 1st. Seems like the Occupy movement's kind of fizzling a little bit, too. I thought they were going to be making a big stink today, but they did not. The call-in number is 347-884-8500, and we'll be right back. Hell was I when I first seen Ted Kaczynski? I can't remember when he came around. Well, that young fella sent a heap of mail, spent all his time at the post office in town. He had a one-room shack not far from us, and I suppose we should have expected the worst. Because if he knew you had a computer or indoor plumbing, he'd start mumbling something about Earth first. Now, he wasn't much for holidays, but Ted couldn't wait for the 4th of July. The company's here to hear them rockets go whoosh and explode up there in the sky. Now, one of these days, you're going to have a trial. And I'll visit Ted up in jail. Might be sending me a card or a letter. But he's going to open the mail. showed up and he took Ted his cabin away the agent said he'd been blowing up folks guess he got another place for him to stay now some folks say technology made him do it and others that it was Al Gore's book I just remember him foaming at the mouth and giving them loggers that look now, one of these days, you're going to have a trial. You know, visited up in jail. 
He'll be sending me some cards and letters, but they ain't gonna open the mail. I'm keeping it closed with the address I see. The letters from Ted Kaczynski to me. Okay, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Your host, me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. President Barack Obama. Narrow winner or big loser in November? That's the question. Presidential election history gives us indications that Mr. Obama either squeaks back into the White House or... or gets an undignified boot in the ass of his designer trousers. In modern presidential elections, only, only Jerry Ford lost his re-election bid narrowly. Odds are, if Mr. Obama loses, it will probably be, well, on the order of Hoover in 1932 or Carter in 1980. But we'd really like to know what your thoughts are. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Oh, and I'd like to thank all my loyal listeners for getting me to that, to that, wow, 98,000 listens. I can't wait to get to 100,000 listens. It's just a couple of shows away. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting me to that point. I have nearly 100,000 listens, and I do appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Downloads on iPhones, iPads, um, uh, Windows uh, devices, all kinds of things, uh, uh, iTunes, and uh, folks who listen live. Thank you so much for everything uh, so far, and we've had a great time doing this show. And I remember at one point I had only like – I had one listener. Just one listener for a long time, and that was Tesla. And then uh, Beach Bum, and so I had two for, for a while, and Beach Bum and Tesla were in the show every single night, every time I broadcast without fail. Uh, Tesla moved on, and then Beach Bum was there until uh, until he passed away recently. God rest his soul. What a great guy. But once again, thank everybody for uh, listening to my show all this time, and um Supporting it, I do appreciate it. Anyway, back to the program. A narrow win by Mr. Obama would be thanks to uh, bungling by Mitt Romney and the Republicans in general. Because based on the president's record alone, Mr. Obama has richly earned a pink slip from, from, uh, from voters. Look at this recent mess where he has taken his victory lap again for something he didn't do and that I think – even Woodrow Wilson would have done it. Herbert Hoover would have done it. Jimmy Carter would have done it. You see, folks, here's the problem. Barack Obama has no class. None. He has no class. He is not a true leader. As John McCain said earlier today on Fox & Friends, real heroes don't brag. We just don't do it. And I did say we. 
We don't talk about these things. We let the events speak for themselves. Do you think Lieutenant General Lewis B. Puller, Chesty Puller, the greatest Marine of all time, recipient of five Navy crosses, the only Marine to ever do so, bragged about his exploits? He did not. He led his performance in history to the talking forum. Barack Obama is not a leader. That's part of his problem. And some suggest that he's desperate, which is why he's taking this victory lap once again. He has no record to run on. The Obama presidency is a big, fat failure. Despite all the spin emanating from the White House these days, Democrats, flakes, and the left's petty zoo media all are silent. Americans are living Mr. Obama's economic failure every single day. Their dreary experience, or those of family and neighbors, cut right through the liberal manufactured smoke and mirrors. Campaigns of distraction distract only monetarily. Incumbents are always about their performance, their records. A politician up for re-election is a referendum in the making. That's what's true here. An up or down vote by the electorate. There's the core strategic or or strategic consideration of Romney's uh, general election campaign. Can he pull it out? I don't know. Now, we have a a member in the chat room saying, sorry, it's a lock for a win. Very, very classy shout out to those who started with you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So FDR didn't talk about his victory. Which victory would that be? Which victory, FDR died before the end of World War II, so there was no victory to talk about. Uh, one of the um, one of my chat room uh, folks is uh, asking if FDR um, uh, uh, bragged about a victory. No, real heroes, real winners, presidents just don't do that. Jimmy Carter didn't brag about the release of the Iranian hostages. Ronald Reagan, who was given credit for the release of the Iranian hostages, much like Barack Obama was given credit for finding and killing bin Laden after Bush did all the real work. Well, Ronald Reagan didn't brag. When Ronald Reagan, my guy, was unfairly given credit for the release of the Iranian hostages when it was actually Jimmy Carter who engineered the release on his last day in office. Neither Carter nor Reagan took a victory lap for that. Because it's all about class. It's all about class and it's about being a leader. You just don't do it. And 
the real heroes, the real heroes don't do it. The, do you think for one minute that the actual guys who actually went in, risked their lives, pulled the trigger, killed bin Laden, went home to brag? Now, a member of our uh, chat room community suggested uh, – uh, did uh, did FDR brag about the date that will live in infamy speech? That's not bragging. Uh, I think a member of our chat room is confused about what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is Barack Hussein Obama having no record to run on on his own once again is trying to resurrect Osama bin Laden's dead body from the ocean and kill him again so that he can inform the American people that he was the one who called the shots and got bin Laden knocked off. (laughs) This has nothing to do with any other president. No other president would have stooped so low showed no class as to bring that up again. But Barack Obama has done it because he's got nothing else to say. He is desperate. Now, Southern Sense has a sh- had a show on today where Jerome Corsi, a guy I love, I love the guy. I've got his book right here. In fact, he sent me a copy of his book in advance of when it was actually supposed to come out. He was supposed to appear on our show today, but there was a uh, a malfunction. So we should expect Southern Sense to have him back real soon. So I would recommend that you stay tuned to Southern Sense's show because Jerome Corsi, I suspect, will make an appearance at some point down the road. Thanks for that, Southern. So that's what we're talking about. What... FDR did, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, was address Congress and impress upon them the need for the United States of America to get in the fight. That's not the same thing as Osama bin Laden trying to resurrect Osama bin uh, – that's not the same thing as Barack Hussein Obama attempting to resurrect Osama bin Laden to kill him again so he can remind the folks in the United States that he was the one who made the fateful decision. Frankly, my dog could have made that decision. Should we kill Osama bin Laden? We know where he is, Nick. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Okay, we're going to go ahead and do it. It's, it takes no special skill or consideration to send some great warriors in to kill a man. Presidents have been doing it for decades. Leaders have been doing it for centuries. Barack Hussein Obama has no class. He has never served a day in the military, first thing. He doesn't know how to behave like a, like a warrior would. And in fact, the warriors themselves wouldn't have gone out and bragged about killing a man. I'm the one who got I'm the one who got Osama bin Laden. That skinny little dude with the big floppy ears probably never won a fist fight in his whole life, let alone fired a weapon. 
What special courage does it take for the President of the United States to sit deep in the war room bunker and order some real men to go in and sacrifice their lives and kill another man? (laughs) Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, what kind of clown goes out for the second time on the anniversary of bin Laden's death and brags about saying that he sent some warriors out to kill him to remind the American people that he's a stud, which he is not. First of all, any grown man who has no hair on his chest is a sissy. Any grown man who rides a bicycle built for two is most likely gay. And I suggest that Barack Obama may very well be that. There are rumors to that effect anyway. But that being neither here nor there, let's talk about the election. The heavy lift for challenger Romney is keeping voters focused on Mr. Obama's dreadful policies. That's what we're talking about here. Let me address my uh, my chat room uh, uh, friend here. What president do I consider a hero? Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting question, and I appreciate it too. What president would be considered to be a hero? Hmm. Perhaps Abraham Lincoln? Perhaps? Perhaps uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower? who uh, led the D-Day invasion, basically brought the war in Europe to an end, did not brag about doing so when he ran for president. When he served a second term, when he ran for his second term, he never even mentioned World War II. He didn't have to. You know, those, those two come to mind immediately as being heroes. All right. So, Romney. Romney, has all he has to do is not say anything stupid. That's it. All Romney has to do is be cool, keep his mouth shut, don't make any mistakes, and Barack Obama is on his way home to Nairobi or Indonesia or Hawaii or back to Chicago to do his street thing again. Maybe hang out with uh you know Reverend Wright again. Romney raising questions about Mr. Obama's inability to deliver on promises, maybe. His economic policies, his false moderation his envision of constitutional checks and balances dovetails nicely, I think, with the argument that Barack Obama, lame duck, will prove more reckless and more ineffective, driving the economy further down, which spells grave trouble for the entire nation. Maybe Romney should focus on that. A president's likability is very much overrated. 
Hoover may have been unliked, but the same can't be said about the incumbent loser, Gerald Ford, Carter, and George H. Bush. Those presidents lost their reelections because voters perceived them as being unsuccessful in their jobs. Most voters would gladly sat down and had beers with any of those men. Wouldn't you agree? The call-in number is 347-884-8500. All right, we have a call on the line. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hey, how you doing? This is Michael. I'm the guy harassing you in your chat room. <laughs> Michael. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, Good show, good show, and I and I love that classy move of uh, acknowledging uh, the people who started with you. Not many of us remember to do those type of things. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, a little tit for tat disagreement, but mm-hmm. hey, you know it is what it is. Uh, first, I'll I'll give you this two disclaimers. Uh, one, I'm all about America first. Uh, before anything, before being a black guy, before being a conservative. I'm all about America first. Whatever helps America win. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my thought process. Uh, it isn't so much of the group behavior. I think that's why I don't consider myself a Republican as, as opposed to a conservative. I'm more for ideal to help America as opposed to a group affiliation. But that aside, I will disagree on this. Unfortunately, this social media has, for the first year, shown Republicans what we're going to have to ultimately do. We're going to have to clean house. All the old behaviors are going to have to leave. Uh, new thought processes are going to have to come forth. Now, I really believe Republicans are the best. I just unfortunately think they've gotten to such a group mentality Mm-hmm. That even if you told them that the barn was on fire, they would just sit there and boo. And then some of us bulls would run out. Now, when you say clean house, what do you mean by that? Well, here's the unfortunate thing in my view, because I go to these dinners and I talk to people. And Aside from policy, let's just take that away for a moment. Sometimes when you talk to certain individuals, and Democrats have this problem too, liberals as well. Sometimes when you talk to certain individuals, they're not for America, they're for the group. And the problem with that thought process is, like I always tell the people at these parties, okay, what if you're wrong? Are you willing to put your family on the line for being wrong? No. Many of us are just wrong, and then we go back to the same argument. So what I mean by clean house is the social media, this is this age of social media, has guaranteed Barack a re-election because Republicans, conservatives, we should have been prepared to have the best people out there. Mm -hmm. But now to the average person outside of a Democrat or a a Republican, the undecided people, we come across more as inconsistent. And I, I want you to really consider that because I think it's going to be a sweeping wave for Barack because we did not put the best candidates forward, the Jeb Bushes, the 
uh, Chris Christie's. Those people stayed to the side. Well, wait a minute now. Hold on. Oh, let, let me interject here just for a moment. No, I don't, don't want to be rude. Now, Jeb Bush, you know, I believe, I strongly believe this. I mean, it, it's for me, it's just common sense. If Jeb Bush believed that Barack Obama couldn't be beaten by anyone else, and he believed, as a lot of us do, that this country is in grave danger – of imploding, of a serious meltdown if Barack Obama is reelected. If he didn't believe Obama could, if they didn't believe Obama could be beaten by someone else, I'm sure they would have run. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I slightly disagree, Dr. Johnson. It, it's, I mean, Dr. Jones, it's our job mm -hmm. when we have a group affiliation to put our best of the best out, irregardless of whether we can win, can't win, whatever the case may be. It's the same mm -hmm. thing we do school, all the way up to military uh, 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 situations, you put the best with the best. You will even put a weak person with a great group in the hope that the weak person will become better. Mm -hmm. But what, unfortunately, we did to the layman, now this is all good for, for us part of the knowing, but what happens is there's a group of laymans out there, and all they care about is America. They don't care about black, white, Mexican just care about America. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, and I'm just telling you from perception of conversations that I have, unfortunately, people are seeing weakness by putting up this show that we just went through with the conservatives. That's the problem. It isn't whether uh, Barack is good or not anymore. That's out the door. What's, what's the sad part is, is that when they made the statement, or Barack made the statement, that Reagan wouldn't even be able to uh, be elected in this, uh, uh, these group of uh, uh, Republicans, that's yeah. the tone of what I mean by we need to sweep out. Because we have the best fiscal thought process, we have the best family thought process, we have the best spiritual thought process, but now what's happening is we have too many full-time clowns representing us, and that's where the problem is going to be. And so I don't want you to be surprised if you see like a 70% win because it's just that bad to the layman. Well, but wait a minute now. The, the, polls, the polls right now suggest that uh, either Romney is winning by five or seven or it's a dead heat. There are no polls, none, not even by liberals that suggest that Barack Obama is running away with this. And we're on the verge of a fiscal meltdown. Uh, uh, housing starts are at their lowest uh, since uh, last October. Uh, uh, the unemployment rate is about to go up. Uh, the economy is still in shambles uh, nearly four years after Barack Obama took office. Nothing is getting better. He doesn't have a record to run on. His health care uh, 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 law is about to be overturned by the uh, Supreme Court. That's just speculation, of course, but the latest test votes suggest that uh, it's going to be overturned because uh, uh, five to four – uh, 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 test votes have indicated uh, in favor of repealing the individual mandate. Uh, that's the word I'm getting anyway. And right, right. Certainly the the word that Obama got, uh, he got the word, and that's why he went out and uh, challenged the court in public. But the the guy doesn't really have 
he's ripe for the taking. I you know could what, beat Dr. Barack Obama. Well, you know what, Dr. Jones, I, I, I love mm-hmm. you and I, I, I love our process, but only one thing is true thing that mm-hmm. you said. First of all, polls. Even the people who take polls will tell you these polls are not uh, valid uh, in a non-live, real-time situation. Mm-hmm. Polls are no more effective than Nielsen ratings. And we all know that uh, a show that nobody watches uh, can stay on for years uh, due to the people that uh, have the Nielsen boxes and uh, the vast majority never even know what this show is. And the, tr- and the reverse is true. You can have a show that everybody watches, but the Nielsen people don't. So, you know, these polls things, you really can't use that. Now, I work in healthcare, so I'll get the mm-hmm. healthcare mandate portion. Okay. Uh, I, in defense of healthcare, no veteran or military has ever been taken care of like this president takes care of these Bill S-118 is the best bill these guys have ever seen. But mandate-wise, I do agree with you. Uh, It's a bad move. I told my friends about 12 years ago, don't let that auto insurance bill pass. Don't have mandatory Mm -hmm. auto insurance. Go to well, you know, um, I, I don't know whether you know this or not, but I'm a 30-year veteran of the United States Marine Corps. I started my career March March 13th, 1979, as a private, and I uh, retired a Marine colonel in uh, 2009. And, you know, I believe that the government health care system, which is one reason why I don't advocate it at one bit, is the mm-hmm. VA health care system is the worst in the history of this uh, of any country. True. I wouldn't go there to to get a Band-Aid put on if I scraped my knee. If I did, I'd be waiting six or seven hours to get that done. But before we go into that, we have another call on the line. You stay right there because we'd like some give and take between the two. Uh, 616, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Well, my name is Mike, too. They call me Cool Mike. Cool Mike? Hey, what's up, stud? How you doing? Well, Doc, I I agree with what uh, a large part of what – Mike is saying, mm-hmm. my my biggest problem is that uh, the Republicans haven't put their best foot forward a long time. Bob Dole, a well-respected veteran, a very good guy, but never stood a chance. Uh, yeah. John McCain, another great veteran, a POW, virtually mm-hmm. gave a lot of physical ailments t- to you and I for, for our freedom. Yeah. He, he, these, these people are Walter Mondale. They're Ed Muskie. They're uh, McGovern. And the Repu- the reason for that is that the Republican parties want to put someone in office that they can control. I, I think in a way, I think we've overlooked a couple things with Romney, who I'm not a huge fan of. But Romney is not a person who really followed anybody. I mean, um, it, it's really hard. Um, you would have to do a lot of digging or a lot of storytelling to say Romney takes his marching orders from yeah. really nobody. Because he's really made, he's taken his family business and his enterprise, and he's really done, from a business standpoint, financially successful. And he hasn't followed anybody. So, yeah. I mean, in a large sense, I don't think he's an establishment Republican. I think he's a fairly liberal as a person uh, politically. But I, it would really be, um, I don't know at this point in time who the best uh, Republican would have been. Uh, Chris Christie. I mean, come on, Mike. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that, I can explain it. Jeb, Jeb, Jeb Bush. 
I mean, I, there a Bush, a Bush doesn't stand a chance. Most Republicans wouldn't even support another Bush. I mean, the bottom line is that we need a Clinton, somebody who maybe even is a two-faced rattlesnake, but whatever, but can sell. And, you know, hopefully they'll have conservative values, and they'll turn around and they'll stab government in the back while returning power to the people. That's, that's my personal opinion. We, we've got to get... We've got to do something to get uh, our our type of Republican, our old-fashioned type conservative Republican, in office, because right now the rhinos have taken over and they're in full control. Mike, go ahead. I'm, yeah, yeah, the other one. The uh, well, uh, uh, just call me uh, just call me Atlanta. Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, look, uh, I agree. I, I will defend the Christie thing by saying this, uh, just like Bloomberg. Uh, you got to appreciate a person who puts their testicles on the grinder and says, you know what, this will work, or or, or go ahead and hit them with the hammer. Uh, whether you're Republican or Democrat, I can appreciate that type of person. His uh, policies, whether, whether agreed with or disagreed with, they're working for Jersey. Uh, same thing with Jeb Bush. Unfortunately, we got to see his uh, brother first. But um, Jeb Bush, for what he did for Florida, uh, did a lot of good things for Florida when he was there. I'm just going off those things. Same with Bloomberg with uh, New York. Yeah, Bloomberg messed up a lot of situations, but guess what? He's 80%, 89% good. You just can't beat those numbers. Uh, I- I'll say a, a, um, a comparison, Jerry Brown in California. I'm sorry, you just can't beat those numbers. When when a guy is good at, at, at what he does, he's just good. Yes, we would love to see a conservative guy, uh, you, you know, pound for pound. I'm a I'm I'm a H. Bush fan. I thought that was the best president ever. But you know, you you got to get a guy in there who doesn't do the clickish thing. Romney, yes, he may do the business thing. But you know what what scares me with Romney, and I'll uh, give you the floor after this. What scares me with Romney is. Don't, I hope he. I hope he's not just doing it for his father's legacy. I, I sincerely hope that if he wins, he goes in there with a America's first thought process, and it's not just, you know, Dad, I made it. Now I'm going to twiddle my thumb. You, you know, I, that's that's my only fear because I've seen people do it before. But I'll, I'll yield the floor. Well, you know, indeed, Barack is liked. And according to the polling, when push comes to shove, uh, when it's about voters' jobs, homes, financial security, likability takes a dick, distant second place. Oh, people like the guy. I I can't stand him. You know, I'm a, I'm a con artist of of, of, of the first order. I'll, I'll admit it. As a United States Marine, I I got to where I got by you know by by smiling and 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 uh, and, and, and telling people what they wanted to hear. I can spot a guy like me. We all can. And I'll tell you what, the guy is, you know, everybody likes the lovable con artist. Everybody likes the con man. There's not there's not a con there's not a person who has been conned either a long or short con that has not liked the person even though they took all their money except for Madoff maybe. I mean, there's a reason why the show White Collar on the USA Network the white collar is such a big hit. The guy's a, he's a handsome, smiling con artist, wears a nice suit, 
you know, and he just he steals from folks and he's and, and they love him while he's doing it. That's what we have with Barack Hussein Obama. Folks like the guy. But at some point, your wallet's going to start getting thin. And even though you like the guy, you're going to throw his ass in jail. And what we're going to do here is even though folks like Barack, you know, their wallets are getting thin. And so they're going to have to put him in the clink. You know, and well, and, and and that's what's going to happen. Well, you know, Dr. Jones, let me just interject this thought. And, and, and I know Mike probably wants to say something too, but, but let me yeah. just interject this. Uh, here's the problem. I was around when the Bush era was great mm-hmm. and everybody was complaining. I was here in America when, it, when when everything was doing extremely well and people, oh, I mean, uh, uh, the people were like, oh, Clinton is a snake. And I'm like, but golly, look at all this fruitfulness. Yeah. One guy came in and one war situation happened and now we're flat broke and we got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And we went and jumped into a country that had nothing to do with why we was in. So my problem is I don't want a bird in the bush scenario. That's that's, that's why I said to you I'm for America. Mm -hmm. I don't care if a Ku Klux Klan member was president. If he's going to help America be great, then guess what? Wear your hood and get up there. I really don't care. I care about America. So that's why I don't get into those aspects. And I will say this. I just uh, put some stock down on two companies. One I'll I'll give you. Uh, His name is uh, Ryla, Mm -hmm. R-Y-L-A. I'm a culture warrior. Uh, I I have two two online business. When I see culture changing, I can't agree that unemployment is rising when I got uh, accounts, uh, when a Ryla uh, accounts are, are, are starting to pick up more accounts that are coming back from India back over to America. Mm-hmm. At the height of the recession, this guy hired 250 people mm-hmm. <laughs> while everybody was losing their jobs. So I don't see it that way. I, I see America on the rebound slowly but surely, and, and with places like Ryla and the things that they're doing, hey, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't agree with that, but, you know, I, I do appreciate what you're saying. Well, you know, my business is thriving too. I own a couple of internet businesses. I make plenty of money. I'm making money hand over fist. But uh, you know, and somebody's got to make some money. But the the point is, the unemployment rate is yes, it's down. But economists are saying, most economists are saying that the employment rate is down superficially because uh, the the uh, the millions of people who are unemployed now have stopped looking for work. They don't go into the uh, the unemployment agencies anymore. They don't register. So because they don't register, there's no way to count them. So in, in all honesty, though, there's no way to count how many uh, folks are unemployed. But apparently, there's quite a few and uh, quite a few million. <laughs> to be exact, but we don't know exactly how many, so there's no there's no real need to try to get into that because if I don't know you know what I'm talking about, I try to stay away from it so I don't look like a fool. But um, you know the economy is not doing well. It's not doing well, and Obama promised that it would, and he put in what seven hundred and some odd million dollars. How much did he? How much did he? Was that stimulus? Do you remember? Oh no, I, just, I don't even recall how much. I want to say it was. Yeah, it, it, it was up there, but I don't, I don't even Mike? recall. Mike, do you remember? 
it was a lot more than that, Doc Jones. All right. Okay. At, at the the first the first hang on a second, let me. The first deposit of stimulus was two point three billion dollars, Doc. Okay. All right. That was the first, um, and that was done by uh, George W. Mm-hmm. That was uh, uh, Barack Obama. Probably double that. I, I I don't know exactly, but it was it was pat, well past the millions. Yeah. But I, I think, and that's what this election. I, I think for Republicans or conservatives, quote unquote, um, it's not whether Dr. Jones is doing really well or you know if Mike in Atlanta is doing financially well. It's the bottom line is that there were some promises made that are not even coming close. If this were a baseball game. I mean, the taxpayers really haven't even gotten a chance to bat. The bottom line is Barack Obama has failed miserably. And, you know, Mike, uh, in Atlanta, point to me one time where any Bush has done any good. George H. Bush, your favorite, uh, didn't even get through a primary. He was opposed by his own party. So the bottom line is that the only difference between many Republicans and Democrats that have run for office is the R and the D. We need a true conservative, a fiscal conservative who talks about, and I, and I think Romney, in a way, is missing here. Because if he were talking, we're going to balance the budget. Because Romney has acknowledged we have a spending problem. You never heard that word out of any of the Bushes. <laughs> there, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Look, Bushes were George H.W. Bush, Herbert Walker, screwed up everything Ronald Reagan had put in place. And it's almost sickening to see that Clinton illusionally fixed it. He, he only did it by an illusion. But the bottom line is that we, have a, we don't have a revenue problem in this country. The government gets lots of money. We have a spending problem. And regardless of who was president 15 years ago or who's – the bottom line is Barack Obama over the fat, past four years has taken that checkbook – and we got some return checks coming pretty soon. And you and I and Mike in Atlanta and many of the other people, it's addressed to us. Yeah, that's you're that's absolutely addressed right. addressed to you and I. Now, you know, whose favorite president is irrelevant. The bottom line is at this point right now, if we do not get rid of Barack Obama, um, this may be the last election we see, not monetarily, but just by rights-wise as far as what is being uh, ignored in the Constitution and what is being handed down to us basically is a federal government takeover. And not even at that point are the states going to be able to fight back. Well, you know, Atlanta Atlanta uh, 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 tends to believe that Barack Obama is going to win uh, this election in November quite handily. And um, the question was at the beginning of the show whether or not Barack Obama uh, would uh, win close uh, or lose big. Uh, I think he loses big simply because he has no record to run on. Uh, I think he has a really good election strategy to distract, sleight of hand, the whole con artist deal he's got going on to try to distract with one hand while he picks your pocket with the other. I think he's got that down pat. But the American people now are wise to Mr. Obama. He is making mistake after mistake, day after day. This whole thing with the Navy SEALs has, I mean, it seems so so trivial, but it's not. 
Uh, the guy is making error after error. Romney hasn't even been in the news lately. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to do anything but lay low and keep his mouth shut, and I believe he's going to win. But I would never underestimate Barack Obama, Doc. That man, the people who have surrounded that man, those people are not idiots. They don't yeah. go simple. I mean, think of it. I mean, Axelrod for years has made his billions elected. I mean, he's basically he's awesome at marketing. I mean, he's. Yeah. I would not. Great. And you know what I think of Obama. I personally, yeah. I, I kick. Oh my God! I don't. Yeah. Even, I don't even want to get into it because Homeland Security be knocking on my door in a second. But They've the bottom already, line is, yeah. never underestimate that guy. That guy is powerful, and he is doing everything in his power to strengthen his own power. Go well, ahead. Sorry, I guess I interrupted Mike. I'm, I apologize for that. Go ahead, Mike. You'll get the last word, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Uh, it's, I, I, you know what? I love you guys. It's, it's real good. I, I just say again, don't don't take what I'm saying as anything other than I love America. I want America mm-hmm. to win. Mm-hmm. If, if Romney can promise me that we can get one quarter of what the Clinton days was like, let's do it. The problem is, if Romney is elected and he starts shuffling his foot and BSing, I need for you guys to take it seriously and go get him. Be like, what the heck are you doing? You're, well, I, mean, I agree. I mean, you know, hey, I think the Tea Party's going to hold. Meant, go ahead, go ahead. This is what I meant by cleaning out. I I, I disagree with people who have these Eric Cantors of the world who sit around and just complain and do nothing, and then when they have power, they still do nothing. Those are the people I I, I think we need to clean out. But go ahead. I yield the floor. Well, you're absolutely right. We're just about out of time. Uh, Two minutes and 14 seconds and counting. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight and my great callers, Cool Mike and Mike from Atlanta, 678. Uh, I am often in uh, in Georgia. I have a home there and uh, and, uh, Pembroke, uh, not Pembroke Pines. I was going to say the the house in Florida. But I've got a place in Swanee. I'm sure you know where Swanee is, Mike, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'll probably be there uh, maybe this coming weekend, if not the next. But I want to thank my callers and thank everyone for listening tonight. The question is, does Obama win close or does he lose big? Well, once again, good night, folks. Thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Thank you, callers. Thanks, Cool Mike. Thanks, Mike from Atlanta. Thanks, Southern Sense, Alexander Solo, Blog Talk, Casanova Frankenstein, all my guests. Good night, folks. We're out. Try not to get worried. Try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's all right? Yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us tonight. Everything's all right, yes, everything's all right, yes. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you, and anoint you for your hot forehead. Then you feel everything's all right, yes, everything's fine. And it's cool and the ointment sweet for the fire in your head. Close your eyes, close your eyes.
close your eyes and relax. Think of nothing tonight. Hey, woman, you find ointment brand new and expensive. Should happen safe for the poor. Why has it been wasted? We could have raised maybe 300 silver pieces or more. People who are hungry, people who are starving, they matter more than your feet and hands. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's alright, yes. Surely you're not saying we have the resources to save the poor from their lot. There will be poor always, pathetically struggling. Look at the good things you've got. Think while you still have me move, while you still see me. You'll be lost and you'll be sorry when I'm gone. Close your eyes. 